This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the ones the onlys ali lutz and melissa platt Woo! Excited to be here. the agency is in the house people mm-hmm. what is going on how are you guys i mean how's it going it's been a rush it's it's been a wild um since we premiered i mean people are reaching out from people i haven't heard from in years and it's it's weird but it's crazy and we're getting great feedback have you guys heard from any clients that like maybe didn't you know that one part of the show <laughs> that like didn't know that you were doing this and what do they say about this i've had like a really good response from clients um shocking cuz i know how reality tv can be and uh i was pleasantly surprised with the responses um I maybe had a handful not clients but just randoms that had something to say but quickly squashed that when I responded um I think a lot of people just want to like hate on stuff because it's fun behind your you know computers and phones but clients have been so receptive um really excited I've had some people that have reached out and been like wow like I would love to work with you so um for me it's been a really positive um experience that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Melissa? I would say the same. I've had clients reach out because, you know, when we were filming, we're in deals, right? Because this is our job. And so when we ask some clients, can we film? It's totally understandable. Some clients are hesitant because they don't know what the show is going to be like. But since the show has aired, I've gotten calls from those same clients, even though, you know, we've sold and closed those listings. But they're like, oh, you know, I wish I really would have known what it would have been like because I would have for sure been on it. So hopefully next season that, you know, people are more trusting and know what the show's about and want to be on it. Did you guys have reservations? Because like, you know, you are businesswomen. Like this is your real business. Like you said, Ali, reality TV. Like, did you have any reservations in joining the show? Yes. <laughs> Especially because I got a call. I got the call um, from Netflix when I was literally like 12 months pregnant um on my you know vacation with my kids in Hawaii and my whole family and they're like hey we heard you're pregnant with your third we still really want you to do it and I'm like oh Jesus like the last thing you want to do in that state is do anything like you know where the whole world's watching you um and they're like if we're gonna start filming you know it was like October something it was literally 
or September, it was right before I was giving birth to my third baby. And so I was like, oh, the timing can also be worse. And I remember Marisa. She's like, like, my Botox, my hair, like, what am I going to (laughs) do? So yes, I had reservations for a lot of reasons, but number one, I told Mo, I said, listen, I worked really hard to get to where I am and I know how reality TV can be. And I know that people can cut and edit and make you part of their storyline and fit you in and in a way to, you know, create ratings. And I said, I don't want to be um, set up for something like that because I, like I said, I've worked really hard. I, I want my family to feel proud. I want my kids to be proud of their mom. So it was really important to me that they really showed us in our true light. Um, you know, of course, we filmed a lot of, of footage that didn't get aired. So I actually filmed a lot of transactions, a lot of stuff with clients. Um, unfortunately, not all of it makes it. And uh, um, so, yes, I I was worried. But Mo was like, you know, even if you just film a little bit, and get introduced for the season, I think it's worth doing. So um, I took a leap of faith and said, all right, well, I trust Mo and I trusted you know, his hope and vision for the company. I don't think he wants to see the company um, being, you know, shown in a light where we're going to, you know, uh, avoid clients are going to want to avoid working with us. So I took a leap of faith. I did it, but yes, a lot of reservations. Liz, I'm sure same for you. Uh, I was more like, you know what? Experience of a lifetime, which is crazy once we did get the call like hey you're the chosen one you're going to be a main cast member on a Netflix show and I'm thinking oh my gosh this is really happening but the thing is is that we really do all work together yeah I've been with the company for 10 years you know the Umanskis are literally family to me so I was excited more than anything of course there's nerves there I'm not going to be like I wasn't nervous but you know I talk to these people like every day so the comfort of that was you know easing me but yeah I mean it's it's definitely a weird experience because you're mic'd up but you're still going and doing your everyday job it's just that's an added element to it but I'm happy that it all looked really good and obviously we all know each other really well so at least it showed (laughs) do you guys have a high from this season like just something that stands out as like one of the best parts about being part of this first season um, a high. A lot. <laughs> my high, you know what my high was? For all the flack I got for like pushing Farah and all the things. I'm so glad that it ended so well for her. Um, you know, one thing I'll share something with you guys that maybe not a lot of people know. Um, that house that she lives in is the house I actually lived in with my ex. So her her fiance's house is literally my ex's home that we lived together in when we broke up and I left him for good. And I will say, I told her, I go, Farrah, you know what? I hope this house brings you better memories and fortune and all the things and love and happiness. Um, And I'm happy to say it did. It did. She got engaged after all that. Mm -hmm. um, So it was a happy ending. Well, not an ending yet. There's still more. But um, that was a high for me. I was really happy about that for her. So made me feel good. That's a good one. Did you have yeah. any highs, yeah. Melissa? I, I honestly, the whole show was a high for me. I think something um, I'm really happy with how I was portrayed. Obviously, you know, it was, did you see it? Did you watch it? I did. I watched the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Good. Love it. Love it. Um, I give a lot of tough love and I'm happy that, you know, Alexia and I were able to talk all that out. And some people might think a high for them was, you know, selling a crazy house, which is amazing. But like, I take pride in like my relationships and my friendships and everything. So a high for me was that everything got resolved and it was shown that it got resolved. Um, but putting the that stuff aside, I would say a high for me was I'm a fantastic buyer's agent. And that really was shown, you know. And um, I'm happy that they showed me showing my client the $79 million listing. It's a high for me because people are like, wow, she really is a badass realtor and has legit clients. So that was special for me. Were you shocked, like you mentioned this with Alexia at all worked out? Like, were you shocked that just one grade of giving a B plus, which really was a C, that this became a whole big thing? Yeah, I mean, but I get it. And I learned my lesson because I shouldn't have told in confidence, so, you know, two people, Sonica and Brandon, 
how I was feeling because I told them I was going to tell Alexia and they went and told her first. And that's, that's the problem you deal with, not just in, you know, our company and any company. It's like, you can't trust people right off the bat. And it showed me that it was a huge lesson moving forward. Yeah. I give tough love. Yeah. I'm honest. However, in that situation, I wasn't, and I was kicked in the ass for it. So learned my lesson, not don't trust everybody. Cause you never know how they're going to spin it. You never know how they're going to spit it. And for you, mm-hmm. Allie, I mean, you did give, you know, we saw you pregnant. So that's got to be a high too. Like you have this home movie of yes. just, you know. Yes. In fact, you know what though? What I'm bummed about is like, I gave them footage of me actually giving birth. Like I was the day after that open house, the first scene you see, you see in buying Beverly Hills, I am very pregnant, right? I'm talking about like, I got a basketball on my belly and whatnot. But um, I, that was the day before I gave birth. So like I was literally about to pop and I wasn't even supposed to be there. And I'm like, well, haven't given birth yet. I was filming a show. I guess I'll come. And I'm like, I hope my water doesn't break on here. But yes, seeing myself pregnant, having the baby being featured on that was really special. There were some moments with the kids that I really wish would have been aired. Um, I know people were like, oh, like I heard your podcast, by the way, previous one about the show being like, I really want to see their kids. My kids, people want to see the really cute. They're really, really cute. They've got a little bit of my personality. So like, they're more entertaining. Um, but it was a high to have that aspect on the show. And I'm really glad they got to see a glimpse of my own, you know, my personal life too. Um, and hopefully there'll be more, you know, expansion on who we are as individuals and some fun things that we're part of mm-hmm. and more of um, the day to day. Whose podcast did you hear that? They said that they don't want to see podcast. So it's so funny before we came on here, I was like, <laughs> what are we doing? Whose podcast? Literally an hour ago. And she's like, oh yeah, we're being filmed. I'm like, oh, shh. I had to run home and like, put, like close on. I was, I had workers at the office earlier. Um, anyway, so I, I did, I took a little peek, took a little peek and I saw buying Beverly Hills, you know, on the, I watched it too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and I yes. did hear you say that mm, you weren't so sure about the show, which, Hey, listen, it's not for everybody, but, um, yeah, I'm curious to know what, well, that's when he hadn't seen it yet. Okay. Right? Thank you. Two His things. First impression. I got you. First of all, impression I love I love that out of all the great interviews I did with all these great <laughs> reality TV stars, many from Netflix. Yes, you listened to an episode where a, I had to. The, I had to. <laughs> we did our homework. Yeah, you guys are like calling me out, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I was talking about the Orange County, the Orange County yes. Housewives, where I was yes. saying. I don't need to see certain people's children guess, anymore. Yeah, and yeah. like, but I did say no with buying Beverly Hills. I did say like, you know, I haven't watched it. I said like, look, I can't really watch everything. You know, if I'm going to interview people. So I didn't get around to it. I don't know. But then when that you guys were scheduled, I was like, I usually watch an episode. I've watched all eight. So I was wrong. I stand corrected. I thought I would just, you know, watch the one. This, it's, it's a great show. It's a great show. It's, and it's easy to binge. It's, it's a page turner. I totally well, get that. Can we spend this on you? What do you wish you <laughs> saw more of? Great question. Beverly Hills that you didn't see, or maybe you saw a little bit, wish you would have saw more. Well, you know what it is like for me, it was just like, look, we've had, and we'll get into this later in this show too, because okay. I got some questions, but you know, like, look, okay. I think million dollar listing LA is great. I think selling sunset is brilliant. I think selling the OC is phenomenal all. So it's just like, oh, how is buying Beverly Hills going to be different than selling sunset or even like selling the OC? So I, I went in skeptical, not, not that I wouldn't like it because I love the others. I just didn't think I would like it as much, but here it is, you know, I, I, <laughs> Look, I think I would have loved to have seen more of the two of you. You know what I mean? It was a lot. And listen, this is how it works, right? We're season one. It was a lot of Farrah and Alexia. And I totally get that. It was great. But I would love to see more of the two of you. And I'm not just saying that because you're here. You know, I think <laughs> we're getting to know all. There's a lot of agents that are featured yeah. on the show. And that's what a season yeah. two is for, right? Sure. Exactly. Sure. Okay. Exactly. What? Yeah, we we think that too. We want to be, we have a lot to share. Yeah. And I think like you learn certain, you get to know certain people in season one and then you see more of others in season two. So I think yeah. that's, that's yeah. what I would like. Yeah. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, I'm always talking about how I have nobody in my life and I'm on a fast track to die alone. Well, listen, it's not exactly true because there is someone in my life I really care about. Our family cat, Loka. And I have to tell you, Loka's old cat food would stink. Really, it was disgusting. And if you think I went anywhere near that, you're sadly mistaken. But all that's now different because of Smalls. Now, you know I like high-end stuff. I guess I'm kind of a snob like that. And that's why I love Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients that you actually find in your own fridge and it's delivered right to your front door. So if you're lazy or busy like me, hello, this podcast is five days a week. It comes right to your front door. The food actually looks like food that actual people eat. So head over to smalls.com slash velvet and use promo code velvet at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code velvet. You get 50% off with the code velvet. Go to smalls.com slash velvet, enter code velvet for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. Have you guys heard our epic interview with Snooki, which was on our podcast a few months ago? And we just sat down with Dina, too. We're going to be sharing that soon. Listen, I still love the cast of Jersey Shore. Pauly D, Wow, Mike, The Situation. And listen, how excited are you that Jersey Shore Family Vacation is back in our lives? Did you guys love the premiere last week? Well, this Thursday is an all-new episode. And this season is going to be great. They're talking pregnancy announcements and engagement. They go to LA to support Vinny and Dancing with the Stars. Love Vinny on Dancing with the Stars. Of course, they're fist pumping. They're going to do some GTL. I mean, lots of meatball madness. I still, this is one of the classic, classic reality shows. So listen, all new episode this Thursday. Make sure to watch Jersey Shore Family Vacation. The premiere was last week and it's back this Thursday on MTV at 8, 7 central. Well, you know, speaking of that, you know, Melissa, you did say that this was all innocent and you worked it out with Alexia, but then Ben comes out and says, you know, many times, I don't think it was once, I think it was like three or four times that you were a social climber and implying that you created this whole thing just for your own clout. Like, what do you say to that? And why is Ben saying this? See, I really did watch it. Yeah, so again, I've been with the company for a long time. And the thing is, with Ben... For some reason, we've never clicked. Okay. Like, for some reason, it's just, it's always kind of been like that with me and Ben. And, you know, I called him, uh, one of my friends said, uh, Ben is a NARP. And I was like, what's a NARP? And it's not a real person. And I call him that. I'm like, you're a NARP. Like, I don't know you. Like, I can connect with anyone, I can connect with a tree. Okay. And some reason with Ben, we just never meshed. And yes, we do get, you know, closer on the show. However, you know, like he doesn't know me. He's never given me the chance to know me. And there was a scene that didn't make it. And he kind of calls me out. And I'm hoping more of that shows for next season. But I confront him and I'm like, listen, you've never taken the chance to know me. So you don't know if I'm a social climber or not. And the thing is, is with me is, you know, born and raised in a small town in Texas, moved to L.A. And I when I'm friends with someone, it's because they're a cool person. It's not because they have X amount of followers or they're on this movie or TV show. If I click with someone, it's because I genuinely like them. And so I think people see when I'm with people who have like a high following or they're on whatever, they think I'm just using them to get something when in, you know, actual, in reality, there we go. I just enjoy their company. So he doesn't know me. He can't say that. I will jump in and say, Melissa is like, such a good friend. Like she is the type of girl that like, I mean, she will do anything for you. I mean, she's like at the drop of a hat, like she will do anything you ask, like not anything you ask her, but like, if you really need help, she's the friend you want to, you want, because she will go above and beyond to show that she is a genuine, loyal, loving friend. So I have to jump in. Thank you. I appreciate that. That is is real life. Yeah. So Ben and I, I mean, we talked a little bit, but we clearly more to figure out because I did not know he said all that shit about me off camera. (laughs) 
And it all worked out because, I mean, look, we see Alexia. She really just wants everyone to be honest with her. And you were. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, take me down this road because I do, you know, listen, Brandon even brought it up. Joey even said it. And I tend to agree with them on this, not against you, but Justin, take me through the mindset of how can you disagree with Alexia, have an argument with Farah? How does this work? I mean, they're the boss's daughters. How is Mauricio not going to side with them? Like, how does this work in the office dynamics? I mean, I watch the show, but Mm -hmm. I I tend to just still not understand how, if there's a real conflict in the office, how this all plays out. Okay, so let me me understand your question. Okay, so you're saying how, if there's an argument within the office, how it gets resolved, whether... We'll say you have a problem with Alexia or Brandon does or Joe or any of these other featured agents or not okay. agents. Like, how is this like, how do you go to the boss, the boss, the boss, I the get it. boss, Mauricio? How is this ever going to be decided upon in a way that is not in Alexia or Farah's favor? I get I get what you're saying, because people tiptoe around them. Is that what you mean? And like, if there's an issue, they don't bring it up to them or they just let it slide because they either feel like they're careers in jeopardy or just of who they are right is that what you're saying yeah like if I worked there and say I had a problem with Allie I would say this is a problem and it's a real business issue and I'm going to go to Mauricio if I have the same problem me personally with say Alexia I'm not going to Mauricio Mm -hmm. that's just me yeah yeah well I think you know if I have a problem with well again Alexia and I did go you know through our issue and we ended up resolving it with each other but you know I'm we're close enough to those girls where we would go to them and say if we had a problem and if it was a real issue you know Mauricio is like a father to all of us and we would have a very level ground conversation and talk things through but I think that other people for sure if there's issues or like Brandon said and you see it on the show it feels like people tiptoe around them and can't be honest with them or if there's a problem, they can't talk it through because it's awkward, right? Um, but I think Allie and I are very stand-up people. If there's an issue, we take care of it and figure it out. You agree with all that, Allie? <laughs> yeah, so honestly, I will say this. I have also been with the company since, you know, we had our one office in Beverly Hills, one in Brentwood. It's, um, I, well, we've been, we've been sorry, with you. <laughs> Dropping earbuds, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Falling apart. Yeah. Um, We've been with them for such a long time. I think that most of us, even the people that haven't been with the company for a long time, feel like Mo is like genuinely like a father figure or, you know, family. Mm -hmm. family. Um, But I will say with Alexia, she really is like the, his baby. And they are so much alike. And I think because of that, um, you're a little scared to say certain things because you don't want the backlash for sure. No, I mean, listen, I would be defensive of my own kid too. They're your children. Yeah, exactly. You want them to be, to do their best. You want them to be shown as best. You think they're the most incredible, you know, creatures on this planet a lot of the times because they're your babies. Um, and like I said, they're very similar, but yes, people are very scared to just like come out and say, Hey, listen, I don't know if it's really right for us. Like, listen, I was questioning, should she be holding their listing? Is she ready? I mean, it's, I know people look at, some people look at real estate, like it's just an easy, you know, plug and play situation, but there's a lot more that's involved in these transactions that people don't see that you can't show, you know? So it's people's, it's the biggest purchase of most people's lives. Um, And, you know, you can legally get in trouble. So it's not something you want to take lightly. You want to make sure you're groomed, prepared, um, and then your butt is covered. Um, so I think we're more so like looking out for her too. We want her to do a good job. We wanted her to succeed in this business, but we also don't want her to just give her the easy way out. I mean, you're not going to learn. Yeah, true. Yeah. And I think bouncing off of Allie's comment real quick is, you know, when I was watching the show and there was a part where Sonica and Alexia are talking in the office and she tells her, I gave her C and Alexia's crying and Sonica says, you know, be confident in your answer. Say it's Carrera done. And I'm like, no, no, no. If it's not Carrera or she said it's Calcutta done. I go, no, I was like, she's giving her the wrong advice. If you don't know the answer to something like Ali said, you can get sued. You say, I don't know the answer. I'll get back to you. And um, that pissed me off because I wanted to jump through the screen and be like, no, 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 you're giving her the wrong advice. So in a way it was like Sonica was trying to tell her, oh, it'll all be fine. Everything's great. And that's again, when we come into play and we're like, no, 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 like it, 
we're going to be tough on you. You don't do that. So yeah. Yeah. I mentioned. You mentioned, <laughs> yes, I, I agree with all that. You did say, I guess, when you then you guys had that conversation, Melissa, you said, and I'm not just picking on you and we are going to move on from this topic afterwards, but you then, told, you then told Alexia, see, like you asked me if I watched, I have watched. You, yes. asked, you, you said to Alexia, you know, you just is this the right career for you? Is real estate mm-hmm. the right career? You don't know if it is like, do you still stand by that? And what do you guys think about Alexia's future in real estate? So the reason I brought that up is because again, her family is very successful in real estate. And I wanted to have a really honest moment with her and in a way be like, listen, if you feel like you're pushed into this or you're rushing this and it, it's not right for you, it's okay. And just say, listen, it isn't right for me and I don't like it. But the how do I say this? Um, I've really seen Alexia turn for the better, honestly. And I think this show pushed her in so many great ways because she's working harder than I've ever seen before. I mean, she's taking notes, you know, she's doing her homework. She's really creative. And again, I'm that person that kept being like, listen, if it's not right for you, you can be honest and say this. And she was like, no, it's right for me. I want to show how I'm going to be good at my job. And again, her creativity is really taken over. And again, hopefully we get a second season and you'll see ways that she's really shined. And I'm not just saying that because she's one of my dear, dear friends and my best friend's younger sister. I, um, I really do see a huge change in her. So hopefully everyone will get to see that as well. Wow. Yeah, I agree. And I think with time, you know, people really develop and become more confident. And I think, like I said, she's so similar to Mo. Mm-hmm. That can work in her favor. I mean, look at Mo. He's just the most personable. Once he sets his mind to something, I mean, the guy is, he, the possibilities are endless for that guy. And it's been so amazing to watch this company grow from the ground up. Um, so I think for her, I mean, she's got a lot of those same principles and personality traits. And I think that can really be a benefit for her future. So, um, mm-hmm. I think it's, she's putting the work in. She's, yeah. yeah. She's really putting the work in. And I think so, watching the show for her was really hard to yeah. see herself flub and, you know, make these mistakes. And it really taught her like, you know, what, how serious she needs to be. Um, mm-hmm. so I think it's been good for her. Who do you guys think out of the junior agents besides Alexia, like Joey, Brandon, Sonico, who do you think shows the most promise? Um, Honestly, I think that Brandon and Joey, I mean, Joey, I know, like, he's like, he's a little tough guy, you know, like, he he wants to be taken seriously. I think he comes from like a good family. He's got like all these amazing connects. He was born and raised in the in Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. Like He's merged in it. And he's really like, he's taken it very seriously. And I think that um, I mean, Sonica is lovable. She's like the sweetest person that I know. Um, I think she just, you know, she's still so new in it and she still has like other passions. So I'm curious to see where it goes. Um, and Brandon, Mm -hmm. I mean, talk about a guy that's like, he knows he's got to put the work in and he's doing it, you know? And he, I think he wants to prove that like he is capable of becoming, um, the next big thing here. And I think I give him a lot of credit because he's not from here. He's from, you know, Arizona and he, he talks about how he's, how he was raised in a different, you know, setting. So um, I think he's very lovable and um, mm-hmm. a hard worker too. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy it's almost February because this month has been gangbusters work-wise, but I am so stressed out. Everyone has been on edge. Everyone has been cranky and I'm sorry. I just need to take the edge off. It's a five-day week podcast and it ain't easy, guys. But let me tell you, Innovative Extracts has come to the rescue because they have the best quality CBD at literally the most competitive prices. And they have products that help you with everything I just described. I use it for my anxiety, my mood improvement, hello. It also helps with inflammation and pain. And I mean, man, it really improves my sleep and I have trouble sleeping. They have something for everyone and it comes in like a variety of different forms that you can take it in. I personally love the gummies, but they have creams and vapes. They even have these drops that you can take under your tongue. They have a full line of Delta 8, 9, and 10 THC products, and they don't require any medical cards. So it's so easy. They ship to most states. I cannot recommend these guys enough. But really the reason why you should choose Innovative Extracts is I am offering you 40% off. Go to www.ie-cbd.com and get 40% off. All you have to do is enter code velvet at checkout. Make sure to enter code velvet to get 40% off ie-cbd.com. 
Oh my God. Are you guys loving the real friends of WeHo? I mean, we have a few episodes in. The drama is getting like more intense each episode. And I'm here in WeHo. So, I mean, I have to tell you, you cannot go to the bars, the restaurants. I mean, everyone is talking about this show. And between me and like all of my friends here, like we know these guys in real life. And they're really just like they seem on the show. I mean, you guys also know Brad Goreski from Rachel Zoe. I mean, Fashion Police. Todrick Hall. Oh my God. There's so much out there about Todrick, James Vaughn, Curtis Hamilton, and Joey Zauzig. I mean, there's so much press about this show. I'm sure you guys are loving it. We're going to be breaking it down all season. Sorry. It's like the gay housewives. I've been waiting for this for years. And I also love how they break the fourth wall. I mean, I love how they're actually talking about the fact that they're famous and they're in the media. And you know, that to me is such a unique take on a reality TV show. So don't miss The Real Friends of WeHo, all part of MTV's new Friday nights after RuPaul's Drag Race, this Friday at 9, 8 Central, an all-new episode on MTV. That's right, this Friday, 9, 8 Central, another new episode on MTV right after Drag Race. What about, you know, we have seen from this season too, you know, listen, the agency, you guys work hard, but you play just as hard. There's lots of- Yes. Office romances and serious relationships and marriages and all this other stuff. Does that ever get in the way of business? Oh, yeah. I mean, so I'll speak the truth, of course, because, you know, in the office, everyone works out of the office usually. And so, um, yeah, if you're hooking up with someone in the office, like I've been there, you know, <laughs> I was doing that for a little bit. And um, yeah, like you're you're more concerned with how you look when you're walking in the office. And then it's like, OK, I actually need to do my work now and not see if, you know, the, the person I you know, it's with the night before is like looking at me. Yeah, of course it kind of can. That's it's kind of like not. Yeah, a but... big like call it, you know, like an adult. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it is. Cause we're all like turning cool sorority. But we are truly like when I say like, I think the difference between us and other brokers is like, this is real. Like we genuinely all treat each other like we're family. And I don't know if you saw, follow us on social media, but we just had our forum and um, oh, we do this every year. We go to the desert and we spend a couple days listening to speakers, getting together, networking. It is a genuine like love fest. And I don't just mean like, you know, in an incestual way. I mean, like we just all just genuinely care and love for, on each other. And um, I've never seen anything like it. I don't think it exists in any other brokerage. And what you saw on the show is like, it's real. We actually do work really hard. We're all real real estate agents. Um and so I think that's also a big difference is that like, this is our, this is what we do. This is my business. This is how I earn a living. Um, and uh, we all are very like-minded. So. Well, yeah. And to jump on that every Friday at five o'clock, we have tequila shots in our cute little agency shot classes. <laughs> and it's just, and then usually it's like, okay, let's all go to happy hour. And let's, yeah. you know, have I a good time. Hired, when I got hired with Mauricio, I brought, brought in and I'm like, oh my gosh, the agency. I remember that. I remember you, when you came in, I yes. didn't know you then. That's so yes. funny. I was like, and I remember walking in and, you know, I'm about to go in his office and all of a sudden it's like, you know, shot time and everyone's congregating in the center of the <laughs> office and about to take shots. And they're like, ah. he's like, you got to take a shot first. And I'm like, is this like a trick? You know, is, is he trying to like, <laughs> I'm about to like take a shot before my interview. Um, and no, it wasn't a trick. They're all about like having fun and, you know, being collaborative and that's part of it. You got to bond with each other. You know, that's how we remain tame. But bond in a classy way, you know, in like a classy yeah, way. Yeah. 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 What about, I know Alexia has a boyfriend at the current moment, but you know, do you feel the chemistry between Joey and Alexia, just like I do from sitting at home and watching this <laughs> and should they just get together? You're funny. Joey, Joey is like, he's very like sexual. Like, I don't know. Love you, yeah. Joey. Like, he, he does flirt with all of us. Very flirtatious. The things yes. that he says, I'm like, did you just really say that? I mean, I've got three kids at home and I'm like, what? Um, so yeah, I mean, he's got a way about him. You know, he's very like. He's a little playboy. He's a little playboy. I mean, I love Joey. I really do um, in real life. But um, there's, I'm sure, listen, you've dated or been with somebody in the past. There's probably always going to be some kind of something there. So, of course, that. Yeah. And they that work so cool. closely together. Yeah. And I think they were thrown off. And when you're in the show, you're submerged with each other. And all of a sudden, this stuff comes up. That wasn't planned for it to just, like, happen. It just, it did. It was real. And it was like, whoa. And, yeah, I mean, feelings are going to 
discussions are going to be had. And I think the things they were talking about, steamy. You guys work all the time. So that's to be expected. (laughs) Yes. We also saw, you know, we see Ben go through this. He's getting courted by, you know, Compass and like, Mm -hmm. and Hilton and Highland. You know, where do you guys stand just in general on the, like, you know, I work for one brokerage. I'm getting called from another one. It's a much better commission structure. Like, is that just business? Is that like the cardinal sin to like start? It's it's real life. It's, I mean, we get calls all the time. Um, it's actually funny because Zach Goldsmith in the episode where he's talking to Ben about, you know, just life and what Ben's going through. Zach just joined the agency and he was with Hilton and Highland, which is an incredible brokerage for 14 years. So people do move around. Um, I would say that I know our crew is very happy with the agency. I first started at Hilton and Highland actually. Um, and again, it's a treasured brokerage. It's awesome. It just, the agency was more my vibe. Um, but people do move around a lot. People get calls, they get poached, they get, uh, offers, you know, there's some brokerages that will pay agents to move over. But I, again, I think we're all happy that that's not enticing us to move. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think Ben like was, you know, trying to use that to his benefit at the same time. We'll see. I just think that like, Mm -hmm. we've all been thrown offers. It's not like, Oh Ben, you got an offer. It's like, (laughs) we've all been there. Like, you know, compass calls. Let me give you a You're not special Ben. I mean, I love you Ben, but like, it's not like you're the only guy in there. That's a wanted agent. I think we're constantly being, you know, recruited. Mm -hmm. That's part of business. They see that you've done 50 million last year. You know, they're, they're, it's people do move around and people are trying to incentivize you in many ways. So, I mean, I was offered Douglas Elman, like you can have this, you know, front space office and X, Y, Z, but I think there's gotta be more to a brokerage. And I think that there's a yeah. lot of turnover in most brokerages at the agency, not as much because, you know, we're really good at retaining agents with our, our community. And, um, mm-hmm. So Ben can threaten all he wants, but I don't think he's getting a better actual deal anywhere else. I think he should be fortunate enough to be with the company um, because there is a no asshole rule. And uh, yeah, and and real quick, in most other brokerages, um, especially the ones I've either worked at or been to, they have um, all these walls in between. Like we have glass walls at the agency. So everyone is like seeing each other, working with each other, asking people questions, like very collaborative. It's just a different culture. It's like, it's kind of like yeah. Mauricio said, it's like this type of culture didn't necessarily exist. I mean, I know Compass has it a little bit, you know, I mean, Compass yeah. is trying to emulate it. Let's be clear. Like, I think they're trying. And I think people, some people went there thinking, Ooh, they're offering me this and this. And they realized, Oh, it doesn't really have that vibe because it's not something you can just pay for this. was mm-hmm. So he, he was very methodical on how he expanded the company. It was a, it was a boutique company from day one. And he tried to maintain that feel while slowly expanding. Mm-hmm. And we still have, I mean, we still exactly. have a say in who is part of this, this company and who's really a good fit, not just because they sell X amount every year, but because we all can feel like they're collaborative, they're honest, that we can trust the people that we're working with. Yeah. Uh, There's 1500 so. globally. It's not 1500 in the Beverly Hills office. So yeah. Yeah, again, right. very selective. What about like, Melissa, you mentioned you work for Hilton and Highland, that other person in that scene, I forgot his name. You just mentioned Zach. 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 So he just came over from Hilton and Highland. Is Mm -hmm. there truly this, like, of course you have to be a good agent. I get it. Mauricio is not just going to hire anyone, but is there this like rivalry that exists between Hilton and Highland and the agency? Just because look, everyone knows the backstory of Mauricio and Rick Hilton and Kathy and Kyle, like we've all heard it. It's all out there. Like, is there, or is that just totally exaggerated or on the ground, boots on the ground in LA? Is there this, like you work there, we're kind of interested in you. I know that, you know, there's respect there and that's all I'll note on. I know that they respect each other, but that's something that I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't think there's like I don't feel that Mo feels competitive with anybody to be honest he knows where he stands um I think we're very different we're really a different brokerage than mm-hmm. and you know even Zach mm-hmm. he came over and he came to forum and he goes wow after all this time you all have been talking about why the agency is xyz mm-hmm. 
And now I get why. Um, but it's not because we're like, oh, we're better than it's just, we're different. We really are different. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that we're head to head with other people. It's, or another brokerage. Yeah. I think every brokerage is comparable. Yeah. I think every brokerage is competitive with each other, no matter where you are, whether it's Compass, Hilton Highland, Douglas Elliman, but there still is that respect there um, for all the different brokerages and different agents. And I also have to say that just because, for example, Zach, not to just keep mentioning him, but he moved to the agency and he's like, wow, this is a great decision, but there might be someone else who moves over the agency and they're like, it's great, but I'd rather be over here. And that's fine, right? The agency's not for everyone. Hilton Highland's not for everyone. Compass, I can go on and on, but I think teach their own. And I'm always very gung-ho and for for my, uh, for the agency, but whoever wants to be somewhere else, I hope I do a deal with you. I love how out of every question I've asked you, that was the one where there was a pause and there was silence. I didn't think, but... I mean, it's just well, it's, yeah. like, listen, they're family and like, you know, of course, I mean, is there family drama with every family? Yeah. There's always going to be some drama in some way. And I think that, I don't know why people are so, I mean, I guess, I guess I know why, but people are so like interested in that relationship, but like, I don't think you should discount why Mo is where he is. There's a lot more backstory to it that not most people, you know, listen, you think, you know, people. But the truth is, like, we don't, right? Like, we know what people are willing to share and show, but a lot happens behind closed doors. So that's, like, their family stuff. And um, I don't think there's any hatred towards each other. I think it's, like I said, we're two different brokerages, and we can both succeed in the space, you know? I agree. And, I mean, there's how many offices worldwide and how many countries? So, I mean, we're... 60-plus offices worldwide. Yes, 1,500 agents. In five to five plus countries, I think, I mean, we, we expand, I feel like every week it's like a new opening. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's amazing. But they see. still maintain that boutique feel. Right. Which they do. Did yes. you guys, like when we started, I asked you if you had any reservations, like being business women and this is your real business. Like, did you guys watch like a lot of reality TV before this? Like, are you fans of the genre? And if so, what did you watch? Great question. <laughs> So James, you know, James Harris and David Parnes uh, on Million Dollar Listing LA, they're with the agency. They've been there for years. So of course we watched and supported them. I actually was on like three episodes for like 10 seconds each. So I caught my claim to fame. Um, But no, I mean, they were hysterical to watch. I'm excited to see what they do next because they're not on it anymore. But we watched that. um, What else is there? Oh, Selling Sunset. So I don't watch Selling Sunset um, because when we had our show, I was like, I feel like it's going to make me feel like I should act a certain way. And I want to go into it being myself and natural. And I give so much credit to those girls. They're killing it. And the Oppenheims, they've been so supportive of us. Like they came to the premiere. They're awesome. And um, I give them all the love. I just didn't watch it because again, I felt like it would make me feel like I should act or say a certain, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you specifically just wanted to come in natural. And I guess if you never watched it and then you watched it once you got this job, you probably would subconsciously at best affect you. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But like I said, I mean, it is, I'm in Dallas, you know, I live back and forth and everyone here is huge selling Sunset fans. Like it's, it's a great show. I mean, they're killing it. So just because I haven't watched it again, I'll give them all the love though. And hopefully they understand why. (laughs) And of course we've seen the housewives because obviously Kyle's on it. So um, I love the housewives. We obviously love her. She's freaking OG. And it's funny when Aunt fair was going on, she was like, girl, what are you nervous about? Like your mom is like the OG housewife. Clearly it's in your blood. Um, yes. You know, Farrah can be shy. You know, she's um, maybe more reserved and very like serious with her business and all that too. So um Anyways, we definitely watch Housewives, right? I mean, my husband yeah, really love that watch a lot of things in the house, like reality. But, you know, I, I can Oh, I have a funny it. one. I have what? a funny one. Okay, so I was a huge fan of like Rock of Love with Brett Michaels. Have y'all seen that? Yes. Of course. Okay, so Cindy, who is like rodeo, she works at the company. So at Forum, I'm walking down the halls and I see this woman in a cowboy hat and I'm thinking... Oh my God, she's from Rock of Love. And she works at the agency oh. in the Atlanta office. I don't think so I, I, I... <laughs> oh my 
God, she's hysterical. I watched but, it. I don't think I would recognize her. Yeah, oh, I love that shit. Like Tila Tequila, Double Shot at Love. I love that stuff. Like I, I love know. reality TV. You love your VH1 series. Oh, yeah. I love my VH1. Cool. And the challenge, Are You the One? All that shit. I mean, I was a big like singled out fan back in the day. Is that reality TV? Yeah. Um, I dated someone from Are You the One and he was a total catfish, but that's a whole other story. Well, you know, we do have one of the best reality TV, of course, Selling Sunset and Buying Beverly Hills and all, all the Netflix shows, but we also have another absolute classic reality TV show, The Hills. Allie, oh, do you, Allie. are you aware of that, Melissa, that your co-worker here was on The Hills back in the day? I was saying, when I wa- saw her walk in to meet with Mauricio years ago, I was like, I know her. She don't know me, but I know her from The Hills. Do you yeah, not- I like- yeah, what? <laughs> I, go on. I didn't mean to interrupt I was just gonna you. Say, like, I feel like it's almost like there's such a like blip, like a small. The funny thing is this. So my ex, who I'm sure maybe you're aware of, Doug Reinhardt, which I dated for 14 years off and on. We were engaged and all the things. He was on the show and his sister, they were on Laguna Beach and all the things. And I really avoided being in reality TV for so long. I was like, I don't want to be part of it. I don't want to be part of it. And then there's so much backstory to my life that I've never shared. Uh, maybe on another, in another world. I just don't know if I want to drum a lot of it up. But um, I was like, I don't want to be in reality TV. I don't want to be in reality TV. I got basically sucked into somehow being on the hills. And in no way did I want to be part of it. It just, it happened. I literally walked into a birthday that was happening and they were filming. And next thing I know, there's like people, you know, S, you know, talking because I do have a real history with someone on the show um, and not like a real history, like something really happened. It's really silly, but she created much more out of it. And um, yes, I feel like totally different experience being on that show. It was like, I was thrown into the wolves to be like this dramatic, you know, character on the show. And to this day, I forget that people are still like, Oh my gosh, you're on the Hills. Cause it doesn't feel like, it feels like it was such a like little part of my life. And that like, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but clearly, you know, people were really loyal to that show and it was, they remember. So yes. Has it come up a lot? And do you hate when people bring it up? Yes, because the storyline, I mean, like no offense, but like that wasn't real. Like I, I feel like it's hard for me. Like people have been like, oh, come on, do this show. I just don't want to start things with people and their lives because now people have moved on. They've had kids. I mean, even now, like Kristen, let's just call it what it is. Kristen, right, is um, best friends with my old hairdresser who moved to tent to Nashville, Justin Anderson. Yes. And, um, you know, they're really close and we've talked about it. And, you know, it's funny. He's like, you guys are similar. You have three kids. She has three kids. Um, we're older now and, you know, we've moved on from that past. But there's definitely more story to our knowing each other and when I walked into that show and they like created the storyline, I have to say, like, I was fooled because they were like, Oh, she's talking like this. And I'm like trying to like defend myself. I'm like, that didn't happen. But you know, they cut and paste and use whatever they want from the show. Then they said, come back and we'll let you tell your story. Well, I came back to tell my story. And of course they cut all that too. And just use the parts they wanted to use to create their storyline. So unfortunately it was not a good experience for me. I felt like, it was very unfortunate for me to be put in that light. And then like the show ended. Um, so it was like, I never got like this chance to be like, wait, it was just, I was meant as this character and then it was kind of over. Um, so yeah, I think that's also why my hesitation was coming on this show. I was like, I don't want to do that again. That wasn't very fun. And yes, people still ask to this day, like what happened? What's the story? Did you break into Brody's house? Like all that stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, I like forget that that's like what was said in the show. Cause I'm like, it's, it's very far from any truth. I just, I'm technically not even supposed to be like saying the real like storyline, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm legally allowed to say or if I'm allowed to say, <laughs> um, but you know, listen, Adam Devell, I have to give it to him. He creates great dramatic shows that people really get into. And I know people were very serious about that show. So I, for a while, was like, like, ugh, like I didn't want to even be like seen out because I was like, I don't want to be associated with that. Um, 
but at the same time, there's people who've also followed me from that and have loved watching my story and been like, wow, this has been such a cool journey to see you like leave a toxic relationship and like, you know, start in a new business, have kids, um, you know, have my own successes and uh, a new life essentially. So sorry, that was a long winded answer, but (laughs) no, I mean, I get, listen, it was over a decade ago. Yes. Kristen said you broke into Brody's house and called you pure evil and that you seem like a 45 year old woman that smokes several packs of cigarettes a day. Yes. Yes. Now, now we all are a little older. I don't know what's so wrong about being a 45 year old woman, but wasn't it like a lot of fun. Great. But I understand, Uh like, I mean, yeah, you're a successful real estate agent and you're not with Doug and it's like, guys, it was 10 years ago. Right. And, you know, so. Yeah. But 10 years ago and like old, like not real reality. I mean, talk about difference in shows. Like I said, he created a great show, but it was a show. This to me, what we're doing right now is reality. Um, And so unfortunately, yeah, I feel like I was used as this character that I would like to erase, but well, three things, a it's over and it's in the past. (laughs) B now everyone is going to be talking about you from before things. Now everyone's going to be talking about you as a super agent at the agency from buying Beverly Hills. So there you go. Yes. Third, the next time you come on this podcast, we never need to mention this again. (laughs) I feel like I need to give a tell all by the way, like people have asked me if I would like do an interview. I just, like I said, I don't want to hurt people or tarnish someone's I mean, listen, I had to, I had to deal with it. I remember seeing Brody. It's funny. I saw him like at like a, the grocery store with Avril Lavigne back in the day. And I was like, so annoyed. Like, I can't believe you did that to me. Like you knew that was going to happen. And he's like, oh, come on. We've all been known as, you know, we've all had to play that role at some point where we get fingers. I'm like, yeah, but that wasn't even tr- the truth. Like you should have stuck up for me. But the thing is at that point, everyone was just looking for someone to be you're like in the frozen food aisle and having literally and I remember he was with Avril at the time like maybe they were dating anyways so you know it's it's it is what it is I think we've all moved on I'm still friends with Lo who I love and I love watching her and her success and all of that so um you know it's unfortunately (laughs) it'll always be what it was but um maybe one day I can give a tell-all book and give the true story well, first of all, just picturing Brody Jenner and Avril Lavigne in the, in the frozen food aisle, that is <laughs> like, like so early, like 2000s. What do they say? Stars, they're just like yes. us. Yes. Well, you know, by the way, like Brody and I dated, like, I don't even remember if that was on the show. I but think actually- a little bit. Okay. So we did. I was in college. Doug and I had broken up. That's how this all kind of started. Um, but anyways, well, this was the fourth thing too, before we move on. Do yes. you want to okay. say any, I mean, I know Justin Anderson, me, I guess is trying to, you know, get you and Kristen together, but is there anything you want to say to Kristen here today? Do you want to send her a message? Honestly, like I wish her nothing but the best. I'm not one of those people. I have really, I have no bad blood with anyone in this, on this planet. I don't believe in that. I think everyone has the ability to live a very happy, successful, amazing life. And I would never want to put that weight on myself. I don't, I mean, even my ex, like we're friends, like I'm friendly with everybody. So I hope for her, nothing but the best. Um, She seems like she's got three great kids and she's really done well for herself in the avenue that she's taken. So no bad blood. And um, hopefully we can squash things out at some point um, in our future, just so that I hate that there's that like negative energy, you know, that's still there that it was never talked about. Um, So who knows, maybe season two, we can uh, go house shopping together or something in LA. <laughs> I was just going to say, maybe she'll, she needs a place in LA. Yes. You know, you're Perfect. a familiar face. Yes. What is the state of the market in LA? Like, is it a buyer's market, seller's? I mean, I live in New York City. I hear so much about the LA market. Like, what is the market like there? You know, the market, as long as things are priced um, well and it's a good product, things are still mm-hmm. moving. I mean, there's still reasons for people needing to sell. There's divorce, there's drop, like career change. You know, there's all different thing reasons for that. And I think LA is still an incredible place to live. Um, we're definitely seeing a bit of a correction. It's not like it was last year where it was just like fire sales all over the place. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, that was insane. wild, but it was also just not sustainable. So at some point there, ha- there needs to be um, a more sustainable market for buyers and sellers with interest mm-hmm. rates being, you know, higher right now, people are a little bit, you know, fearful of 
of uh, making that step. But I think seasoned buyers um, that know what they're doing know there's also a really good opportunity right now to um, to get a deal, to negotiate, you know, um, mm-hmm. they're in a better place where they can actually see a property multiple times, not have to make a blind offer on something. Um, they don't have to remove all their contingencies. So it's a safe buying, um, market in my opinion. Um, and like I said, if, as long as it's priced, well, I just sold something and it was, it sold, you know, almost $250,000 over ask. Um, we had six offers in the first week. So, Again, it just needs to be done right. And um, I think it's actually a fairly good opportunity to get something great without too much pressure. Yeah. And I think um, with interest rates being high, you know, we learned something from a speaker at Forum and what he said really stuck with me. And I'm telling my clients, this is that you're dating your interest rate. You're not married to it. So you can Mm -hmm. refinance in a couple of years, you know, when hopefully things kind of calm down. So again, it's LA. People want to live in LA. So they'll do whatever they can to make it happen. So I don't think it's really, of course, it's kind of the times people aren't sure what's going to happen. And we realize that we wish we had a crystal ball, but we don't. However, I mean, it's LA. So yeah, exactly. Well, you mentioned earlier, Ellie, you did get a lot of flat from Farah for, you know, bringing up this wedding, but it all, it all ended well. She's engaged. I mean, yeah. Are you guys looking forward to Farah's wedding? Anything you can share with Hell us? Oh yes. How's the planning going? Right. I imagine you guys are kept in. I mean, you live with her part time, Melissa. I imagine you're yes. kept in the loop on her wedding. Yes, yes. Um, well, I know that she has her dress, and it's unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, but yeah, no planning has happened, and or is happening, I should say. And so uh, I'll have her reveal all the. All the deeds. You should have her on here. She would love to meet you. I would That'd be really to fun to her. She would be a yeah. great chat. Well, listen, great chat. if it's going to be a party thrown by Kyle Richards, we all know it's going to oh, be gosh, great. Oh, yeah. gosh, Always a good time. Would Epic. you guys, you guys love housewives. I mean, what if one day, you know, you're busy with buying Beverly Hills, but what if one day in the future, you know, the phone rings and it's someone that says, hey, would you guys be interested in interviewing for this show? That's actually funny. I did get that. I, before, before I was on, God, it's so sad because I am the housewife now. I am now the 49, not 45. By the way, also, I will say this. When we filmed that show, I was actually 36 and they had my age wrong (laughs) because I'm an idiot. And I was like, I'm 37. I, I truly like, I can't remember my age half the time. So I told them the wrong age. So for the whole season last season, it said I was 37. I was really 36. I just, so she aged herself, aged myself. Anyways, um, no, before I did the show, um, I did get, I, I was reached out to by the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and they asked if I would come in and, and, you know, test for the show. And I'm like, like, I just, it doesn't really seem like it's for me. Um, but they were like persistent. They kept saying like, you know, just come in, you can just try it out. Um, but I did not, which would have been weird. I don't know. Would I do it? Uh, I don't know. I like, I can see I like that space I'm in. I feel like. I mean, all those women, by the way, are amazing. And a lot of them have turned their lives into like careers and products. And I mean, Kyle is a really hard worker. Um, So I don't know, never say never, but we'll see how this pans out. (laughs) When I know you're busy and this show is not going anywhere because it's phenomenal. When did you hear from them and go in, like, when did you get a call for Housewives? Like right before buying Beverly Hills? Oh my gosh. Well, originally it was like on social media. Someone actually reached out to my husband and said, Hey, can you come test for buying or um, for real housewives of Beverly Hills? And he's like, they responded to like his, his like stories or something. And he's like, um, do you mean this for my wife? They're like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. This happens to him all the time. People look at his stories and they think it's me and, um, (laughs) sorry, yes for your wife. And then they reached out and they're like, we call you. And I can't honestly remember. I could probably find it if I literally looked into this. Just curious. But I can't remember how long ago it was. It must have been after I had my second. And I don't think I was pregnant yet with Scotty, my third. But um, yeah, wild, right? And then I was like, does Kyle know like that that's, you know, (laughs) are they making that connect? Like, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I guess if you pursued it, you would have told Mauricio at some point, like, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, great. Are they going to pull me out of this show and make some, you know, make me be like some villain or laugh laughing character um so yeah it just wasn't for me I liked the opportunity of this because 
you know, I think it's great to be able to show um, women in business too. And like I said, something that my kids can hopefully one day look at and be proud of. Totally. Mm -hmm. Does the vibe ever, you know, like whether you watch, you guys watch Beverly Hills, but like, you don't, you don't need to, like, you look at like this past season, like all the stuff between like, you know, Kathy and Kyle. And like, that has nothing to do with this show or like your job, but like, does that, cause we all have a backstory. Like, does that hush hush then come over the office, whether you watch it or not, it's on TMZ every day. And we all know how the media works and a lot of it's played up, but like, does that hush hush come over the office? Like there's Mauricio, like, shh, let's not bring this up. Like it's, it's get awkward. Or am I just making up this whole backstory on my own? <laughs> You're not clearly people ask about it. I feel like people got really upset about him sharing like how his business started. And the truth is like, they can choose to show what they want to show the produce. I mean, but I don't think it's necessary to bring up um, anything negative that might've happened in the past or whatever. Um, it's not something, I mean, I don't know, Melissa, it's not something that we see regularly. I mean, I know Farah, mm-hmm. she's, she's got her cousin, Paris. There's a lot of intertwined life, right? Paris. Yeah. Um, they're very close, but they're really close. Cousins, yeah. so, like they love each other. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, like there's always, like I said, there's some family drama and unfortunately it's all aired on TV and the tabloids and that kind of thing, but it doesn't really have any effect on. Yeah. With the us or anything, I honestly, you know, it's kind of like a don't ask, don't tell. We don't ask about any of that we don't like in the office it's really not like oh like they're watching it I watched the Rooney loves like it's not like that you know I wish I wish we could have some spice for you but we don't <laughs> no I mean I figured it's a business and you know yeah what about yeah, each other. before we move on from this topic like is Farah concerned about her wedding like with Paris because I mean they are really close no they're all so close so yeah. no they all love each other so it's all yeah so hopefully I don't know Paris. anything else, but yeah. again, I don't ask those things. And yeah, it ain't none of my business. What do you guys want people to take away as we wrap up, like as they watch this first season for everyone who hasn't watched it, it's eight glorious episodes. It is, you know, there's a yeah. little bit of drama, but there's lots of real estate porn. And like you said, I think the chemistry is great because you guys all really do know each other and work together and the real estate porn. My favorite house of the season was the that developer that woman developer dang mm-hmm. dang that um, was my incredible that was the one yeah Orem, she's unbelievable t- unbelievably talented um i actually chatted with her for a long time she wants to do a lot more in la but she also wants to look into dallas too which would be super sick um but what i would tell people listening to this is that there's a lot more story to be told about each of us um, and obviously fair planning her wedding too, which is super exciting for all of us. But um, yeah, again, there's so much more that we want to show. And I know it left a, left on a cliffhanger with Sophia. We just spent a lot of time with Sophia at forum and she's studying to get her real estate license. Um, but yeah, I don't want it to be done yet. So we're not going to let that happen. I, we have, we made top 10 in 39 countries, which is insane. And so, you know, we're hoping Netflix gives us another chance because we know it'd be great for them and great for us. And we're really hoping to get, you know, like maybe Kyle or like David or James, like maybe we can get them on the show. Oh yeah. I talked to James at Forum and I was like, Hey, um, so you're not a millionaire listening anymore. I know. He said, we'll see. Yeah. He said, we'll see. So I know Kyle would like to, so I think it'd be nice to see more, but I think too, you have to understand with the first season, like it's hard with the first, if you go back to any show on the first season, it's never usually like the juiciest season or the full potential either. Yeah. Because like, you're still trying to figure out the producers don't know you that well. They're still learning about you and the company and about the dynamic between the relationships. So it's like, you know, it's a, it's a work in progress because they don't know yet. And so they're all just trying to figure it all out and then put the show together. And so I think you have to give it Mm -hmm. that season to, to kind of just set it. And now, hopefully be able to take off and show the real like good juicy stuff. And also like, there's just been so much that's happened since the show. So I feel like it'd be, um, Oh yes. Yeah. You know? So hopefully we'll be able to share all of that. Uh, I agree with, with that. Season. 
I mean, yeah. you look at the first season of Selling Sunset and it was good, but I mean, we yeah. didn't have, you know, Christine Quinn, like one of the biggest villains in reality TV history and like yeah. all this that's going mm-hmm. on. He's and from so, Dallas too, by the way. Icon. So yes. I, I agree. It's set a nice palette for with Sophia coming in at the end for season two. So there will be a season two. We're going to put that out there because it's such a great show. Where can everyone follow you both online who wants to move and buy a house through one of you? You guys can co-list. Both of us. We'll co-list, co-list in LA. Yes. And if anyone wants to move to Dallas, I'm here. Back and forth, obviously. Um, will, what's your social handle? media? What's your uh, Instagram? My at Instagram is Melissa Platt with an underscore at the end. And yours? And mine is um, Ali Lutz. Just, you know, the way it sounds. <laughs> I will share it with everyone. I really appreciate you guys taking your time. Thank Sorry you. This was so videos. fun. Yeah. Thank you for listening to an episode of the Behind the Velvet Row podcast. Yes, and we support of that, you. You are my favorite guest ever. And yes. keep in touch and you will come back next season. You will. You're yes. so happy. Yes. Send it to all your friends. Have them rate. Love it. And we're not done yet. So I'm going to spread the word to everyone because I loved it. So we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Take care, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.